Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittes, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is how to work on yourself. How to work on yourself is a neat kind of a topic, I think, because um, I was doing a lot of blog blogging today, actually, and um, I haven't done blogging in forever, but I want to get the blog on the Find Your Flow website up and running and providing value for people who like to read blogs, and so I've been curating content and uh, dialing it in, and one of the big topics that I'm passionate about is self-help, self-improvement. And this is uh, probably something I got from my mom growing up. She was big into self-help and self-improvement, and we always had tons of self-help books around the house. And she was always taking classes at the local college and uh, you know, doing artsy things and learning courses and this and that. So um, my dad probably also did take uh, some seminars and stuff. Not quite as big on it as my mom uh, I don't think, but yeah, but I thought that was cool because it's something I'm definitely big into and very passionate about and um <clears throat> and uh this idea of like, okay, well, let's say I want to you know Im- improve my wellness, my well being I want to be more more better, I want to be more better at uh this specific thing, I want to be a better surfer, I want to be a better parent, I want to um learn how to weave baskets underwater. I want to uh learn to drive better. I want to learn how to um create a uh you know waterscape yard if that is such a thing. Right? Whatever these things are <clears throat> that we want to learn and improve about ourselves. For me it comes down a, a big, big I think secret to it in my opinion, and, and other people could certainly disagree, but from my perspective, a big secret to self-improvement is learning about habits, learning about routines, because there's this quote that I'm going to butcher for you that talks about greatness, and it says, greatness is not a an event, but it is a um a habit or it's a character right it's this kind of thing that you do when nobody's looking in a sense or thing that you do all the time right it's not like this one time one off right and that's an important concept i think because there's this other phrase that i'm going to butcher can i c a n i can e can i um Tony Robbins quote, right? Constant and never-ending improvement. This idea that we're just always improving little by little, little by little, every single day. It doesn't have to be these huge gains every day. Um, It's over time. It's just constant, and it's improving over time, never-ending. So these kind of concepts, I think, have a lot of value. And this other quote that I've quoted several times in recent blog posts, or misquoted, is um, this Steve Jobs quote about 
how he kind of started coming to the conclusion that what separates the successful entrepreneurs from unsuccessful ones is uh, how long they stick with it, whether they stick with it until they have success or not. So all these things, I think, point to longevity, the long game, which uh, I did a podcast episode on the long game just because I feel that's such an important concept. And uh, other successful entrepreneurs that I've spoken with about this um, all have that same kind of mentality. So that's definitely a theme among successful people that I've interviewed. And with the uh, how to work on oneself, how to work on yourself, I think it's it starts with, first of all, awareness of what you want to change, right? What thing do you maybe not like about yourself or what habit or pattern are you not proud of? So for me, I you know, I have a lot of them. <laughs> I'm not going to bore you with my long list. Uh, I will say um, I get impatient at sometimes, right? I I get a short fuse when there's lots of loud noises and in like high energy in a in a small space. Like when we have a bunch of people over and the kids are loud and crazy and screaming, like. I love them, right? I love them more than anything. They're my sweet little boys and they're so special and every moment is special. At the same time, they drive me freaking crazy, right? Like I can't handle it. I have to physically leave the room because it's overwhelming for me and I'm going to lose my stuff if I stick around in, in that high energy, high volume situation. And if I'm in a situation where I can't leave the room because I'm the one like responsible for watching them at that time and there's too much crying, you know, the whining is uh, very challenging for me, whining, crying of, um, you know, the the toddler, um, baby slash toddler, <sighs> it's very, very challenging for me. Um, I'm a pretty logically oriented person and the, the pure emotions and not being able to reason with them and not being able to like logic them to stop crying. It just really affects me. So I kind of, I really practice patience in these situations. I've developed techniques to try to act more the way that I would like to act, right? Because after I had these situations, where I maybe, you know, shout or get angry or get frustrated. Um, you know, it's like I feel guilty afterward and I feel bad. Like, man, come on, you're better than that. Really, you you couldn't think of, you know, something else to do than yell at them or, you know, um, take a toy away. You know, sometimes maybe that really is all I could have done. But other times there's definitely room for improvement, right? And I recognize that. And that's something for me, self, myself personally, that I – want to improve, right? So how do I work on that? How do I work on myself in these situations? Well, one thing is I buy books or tapes on these things. Um, there's a book and tape program that I purchased. The um, I worked with some uh, a company that I work with, purchased uh, the, the rights and the materials to publish a book and audio program called uh, Practicing Patience. So you can find that in the Finder Flow shop. And I, you know, read through it. And I listen to the program. And I am adding my own notes. And I'm adding my own twist on it, right? 
Why? Because it gets my mind involved. It gets me actively participating in my own self-improvement. I read it and I say, oh, yeah, okay, well, how does this apply to my life? And then I write it out and then I can start to practice that new technique. And so that's one example of how you might work on yourself. Find a book or a tape or a program or something or a coach or a mentor who knows how to do that one thing and get them to guide you or read the book and learn how to guide yourself. So you can take a very systematized approach if you want. You can take a very lackadaisical approach. Depends on how bad you want the results, how bad you want change. Um, another example. <clears throat> so for me, myself personally, again, um, I want to lose a bunch of weight. I put on a bunch of weight when Elena got pregnant with our second kid. With both kids, I put on a bunch of weight. Uh, but with the second one, I put I was you know pretty heavy, and I wanted to lose the weight. And so I want to work on myself to lose the weight. Well, I didn't exactly know how to do that. So what I do? Went to the internet, started doing a bunch of research, started learning a bunch of things about food and diet and, um, you know, calories and all these kind of things. And uh, learned about intermittent fasting, which was a new concept to me, which I tested. So how did I work on myself? Once I got the plan, then I, I worked, started working the plan right away. I started doing meal preps. I started um, doing consistent uh, dieting um, with the times and days that I eat and don't eat, the fasting. And that made a huge impact very quickly. So what things are you looking to change? Where can you find the ideas or the information to come up with a solid plan and then how are you going to work that plan into your daily or weekly routine? Because if you don't do this last part, then it becomes much harder to have the success that you're looking for in my, in my uh, experience. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. I, if you're new to the show, I'm an, a uh, business consultant and internet marketing consultant for business owners, real estate investors. And I see all the time people who want to make certain changes in their lives and in their business. And yet, so many times they don't quite succeed. Why not? For a plethora of reasons. I'm too busy. I've got my day job. I've got my kids. I've got my, um, you know, this. i got that. It's basketball season. Oh, it's the holiday season. Oh, it's this. It's that. All these different reasons come up that they can't do this thing that they want to do, that they're telling me so badly that they want to do, that they've invested so much money into and then there are the people who do make it and what's the difference well they all seem to have some other kind of things in common they say well yeah Winston I work my full-time job but you know what I found out is uh I get you know this five-minute break and what I do is I go and I do this thing and so during my five-minute breaks um I I make this thing happen like boom there you go and then I talked to some other students, like, yeah, Winston, I work a lot and I drive all over town. But what I realized is that if I um, do this thing while I'm driving, uh, you know, I can get this other thing done and I relay it to my teammate. And now we got this thing and uh, it, it's working. It's like, boom, there you go. So the people who tend to have success figure out ways to work it into their schedule, into their routine. 
And that makes it much easier because now they don't really have to think about it. It just becomes part of their, like right now I'm podcasting. I don't even have to think about it because it's become such a natural part of my routine. I have my uh, microphone. I plug it in the same place every day next to my phone every day. When I get home, I put it in the same exact spot. When I uh, am getting ready to leave in the morning, I put it in the same pocket on my um, backpack. When I put my backpack in my car, I face it the same direction. I put my microphone in the same place. So as soon as I drop off the kids, I know right where to grab my microphone, turn it on. I know right where to grab my cell phone, turn it on, and start recording. And I get one to two podcasts recorded every day, sometimes two to four. Boom. It's a system. It's routine. I don't even have to think about it. Now, what happens if I change my routine at all? Sometimes uh, I forget or I, I decide, ah, you know, I'm going to mix it up. And I'll put my cell phone in the other pocket on my on my suitcase, on my uh, backpack. doesn't seem like a big deal. What's the big deal, Winston? Can't be so freaking anal, Winston, right? Gosh darn, loosen up, guy. You're the find your flow guy. Just be flowing. Well, listen, friend, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, guess what? Now I put my backpack into the, my car the normal way. Where's my darn phone? I can't find it. Oh, my gosh. Start freaking out. Ah, where is it? It's always right here. Oh, and you know, by the, you know, who knows how long it takes me to remember I put in the other one today, right? All that stress and anxiety, thinking I lost my phone, lost time, ruins my mojo, ruins my flow. But no, I'm still flowing. I'm going with it. Just jump back into it, right? Because then the rest of the routine, I pick right up where I left off. So... If I have solid routines in place, it kind of can help me go through some of the ups and downs and some of the curveballs of life, right? Like, oh, I left my phone in the Uber the other day. Well, that sucked. Um, so kind of ruined that piece of my routine for the day. But guess what? Next day, I got my phone back. I was right back on track because I've developed this powerful habit, this powerful routine. And again, it's easy. I don't even have to think about it. It's just all right there. When I get to work, I put my phone in the exact same place, put my microphone in the exact same place every day, and when I get ready to leave, I put it back in the same pocket in my in my backpack. I put my backpack facing the same direction in my car in the front seat, my microphone in the same place, in the same pocket, in the same freaking jacket I wear pretty much every day. It's redundant and ridiculous and beautiful. It's beautiful for me. Not for everybody, right? Some people need a change in their routine. They need more variety in their lives, which is cool. You know, I'm not judging. I'm just sharing with you. There are things that you probably do day in and day out without even recognizing. And those are the things that we want to start recognizing because those are the things that maybe you're saying like, oh, gosh, I wish I, um, you know, had more muscle in my chest. That's what I figured out last night. I want more muscle in my chest. So what do I do? I started a new routine. Got these old uh, spinny push-up things that I've had forever that I haven't used in a long time. And I realized, well, hey, these things are pretty cool, and they kind of help me do push-ups without my elbows clicking as much, some of my elbows popping. So I could get be, I could turn this into a routine. Now, I'm not going to do it every day, but maybe um, I do it every, like, you know, twice a week. And in between, I do my sit-up routine that I've developed. So now I've got this routine. It's a weekly routine. And the days aren't the exact same every day, but there's a, a bigger frequency going on, a pattern that is all part of a bigger plan, which is to have 
six pack abs and now a bigger, more ripped chest as well. So these are the ways that I work on myself, right? And I don't say this to brag, obviously, because I don't think it's that cool. But um, hopefully it's giving you ideas of the things that you want to work on and how you can start to pick, pick it apart and break it down into actionable chunks and then make that part of your daily routine, your habits. So the habits, the routines, those are, those are where it's at, friends. They're, they're hidden. Sometimes we don't recognize them or realize that we have certain habits. Sometimes we do, and they're really hard to break. Um, I'll share one of these. Why, am I, why do I share so much? I don't know. Seems like the thing to do. I've got this horrible habit I've had as long as I can remember where I treat the inside of my cheeks. Why? I don't know. It's a thing. Other people do it too. It's the weirdest. Like how did we evolve some of us weirdos where, where we do it? I don't know. Um, all my dentists tell me not to do it. It's horrible. I grind my teeth away doing this and cause all sorts of problems and whatnot. It's horrible. And I've had good periods where I've broken it and uh, not done it. And actually, they're pretty good right now. But it's one of those habits that I have to really watch because it's um, it's something I could fall back into in an instant and, and thrash my whole inside of my mouth if I'm not conscious of it. So... I have to have a kind of a um, diversion, not a diversion, um, like an alternate route in my brain, right? If a habit is kind of a um, path, a neural pathway, where the electricity of our mental energy, our thought focus flows through, and we have habits where these grooves are really deep, and that's why it's a habit, because the energy can easily flow through that same one over and over and over again, then um, then sometimes it's hard to break that habit because we we try to form a new groove or a new neural pathway and uh, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes repetition and it takes repetition over time to really build that out and, and allow more energy to flow through it. So we have to redirect the energy that was going through that old habit into this new habit and sometimes if it uh, slips, kind of like a, you bump a record player some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, you bump a record player and the needle jumps over to a different groove. It, then if you've got a deep scratch in that record, it'll just keep replaying that same piece, right? It's like the old habit. We got to get, uh, we got to pick it up and move the needle manually into the new groove that will allow us to play the part that we want to hear to allow us to do the uh, new um, action and do it over and over again until it becomes a new habit. At which point it becomes automated and effortless. We don't have to think about it, right? Just part of our daily routine. So that's it, friend. That's a, a big, uh, hopefully you get you can really appreciate the depth and importance of this concept of how to work on yourself. And I'd encourage you to, um, you know, make, a, make practices of it, right? Make it a game. Have fun with it. What's the one thing? Don't do more than one. I say this because it's what everybody says. I personally not the best at just doing one thing and uh, that's okay I'm okay with it but I am also really good at, at making changes like this I'm, this is one of my skills and uh, again I don't say it to brag but um, try to just point out where my strengths and weaknesses are if that helps you in any way so um, and that's I think the value you know I'm a uh, what some people might call what a lot of people have called a jack-of-all-trades right for better or for worse 
I'm a jack of all trades. What's that mean? Um, it means that somebody who's good at a lot of things, not not necessarily the best at it, right? I'm not like a master of all things, but I do have a lot of skills that I'm really good at and a fair amount of skills that I am pretty beyond average at, okay? So, and it's not because I'm so super smart or awesome, but it's because I've figured out how to learn things quickly. And that's what I try to share with Finder Flow. Three Steps to Flow program. That's one that I created all by myself. I'd encourage you to pick up a copy in the Find Your Flow shop. That is me condensing, you know, 15, 18 years of me trying to figure out how I figured out this learning of fast things quickly. That's what I made for you, friend. Pick up a copy. It's worth it, I hope. I believe so. And uh, learn the things you want to learn. Work on yourself. Do it in a fun and meaningful way. Um, part of the whole flow experience is that it feels amazing to be in a flow state. And if you know how to break down your goals and choose your action steps and the things you want to work on, and you're good at that, and you develop and work within the, the three steps to flow framework, then I believe that you can live a very flowing and zen life in this way. And that, I believe, is like the, the highest and best of what I'm trying to model for myself and model for other people is this kind of philosophy, right? This philosophy is uh, understanding time and our skills and the part of ourselves that we want to work on and then setting realistic goals and working toward those goals until they become an automated flow um, action or a habit or a routine that allows us to flowingly achieve and accomplish and become the things that we want to become and do and accomplish. And that is it, friend. That's the Finder Flow philosophy. And I appreciate you listening to me in this podcast. And I wish you all the success and happiness of the things that you want and uh, want to become and do and have. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. <laughs>